everyone. Welcome to another episode of Touch a Zen Podcast. I'm so excited because I have a special guest here with me today. This is a special surprise. I've been trying to keep my mouth closed on. <laughs> so here with me today, I have one of the most hardworking dedicated, motivated, successful entrepreneur. I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on. But today I have a special Dr. Michelle Perry here with me today. Hello. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And one of the reasons why, obviously, you know, I wanted to have her here on my show was because you know, her attitude towards life mm-hmm. is is just very inspirational. And I kind of wanted her just to introduce herself and, and, you know, tell her what she's all about. Hey, thanks so much. Really excited to be yes. here. Um, yeah, it's really humbling, the words that you just said. So I appreciate Aww. that. Yeah. Um, I am, yeah, I'm Dr. Michelle with Abide Physical Therapy here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I've been practicing a little over 10 years now. Um, I started out practicing in outpatient orthopedics. Uh, I, I started my practice Abide a few years ago because I just kind of got just a little frustrated with the fact that I wasn't able to spend one-on-one time with my patients. And uh, the fact that my patients were not able to get really, really quick results, and that's Abide's philosophy, is we really try to deliver really effective and quick results so that we can decrease the duration of time that a patient is spending in physical therapy, which is a lot different than the traditional physical therapy model where it's two, three times a week for a couple months, three months at a time. And our treatment philosophy is just vastly different uh, than that. We do not uh, need to see patients that long because of the one-on-one time that we spend with patients, which is really exciting. Exactly. I love the one-on-one too because I've had physical therapy done on myself and I've also worked in a physical therapy office Hmm. setting. Mm -hmm. and one of the main things that a lot of the patients would say is first of all they don't always get the same physical therapist Mm -hmm. that was the number one thing and another one was the one-on-one like they felt like they didn't have enough one-on-one time with the physical therapist Mm -hmm. so I would imagine that would delay their their treatment their progress you know what i mean healing their healing um and then also what stood out to me about you is the information and the knowledge that you have Mm -hmm. and the willingness to share that yeah you know so that's super important so talk to me a little bit about that like yeah what's what's your philosophy and what was what motivated you Mm. and what continues to motivate you Mm. to do this i mean 10 years Mm. in the game is you you can't just like Mm -hmm. you know wake up and say i'm gonna do this there has to be some underlying Mm. uh motivation so talk to me a little bit about about Mm. that yeah um Well, I think the initial frustration for me kind of started when I realized that my patients were not getting really quick results. 
And so because I felt like my patients weren't getting quick results when I was a new grad, I knew that I could do things differently and that something had to change. And so I decided to actually go into residency. And so just like a, you know, just like a physician goes into residency and then goes into fellowship, I did the same thing. And so I decided to become uh, very specialized in orthopedics and in manual therapy. So that means using my hands. Uh, And then after that, I decided to become... um, uh, a fellow in orthopedics and manual therapy. So I went on to more schooling after that. And so, wow. Yeah, and so I've been to, through uh, just some rigorous programs. And then um, I've just seen a huge need to be able to educate, especially people who have been in chronic pain. I feel like uh, those types of patients have been uh, just overlooked um, amongst other medical professionals. And a lot of times they just get kind of lost in the medical system and so about five years ago is when I really started teaching chronic pain really trying to understand and get more educated in chronic pain so that I could effectively help those patients and so heading down into the chronic pain route really has Mm -hmm. exposed me to craniosacral manual therapy and visceral manual therapy Mm -hmm. and learning how to be able to dive into the nervous system and calm the nervous system down and that's not something that's highlighted or taught in school Uh, it's not even highlighted or taught in residency and so uh, that's big yeah and so being able to like really help people because traditional physical therapy focuses on exercises it does focus on manual therapy however how can we calm down the central nervous system how can we calm down someone's pain who is in who's been in pain for a long period of time and then even with my patients I treat a lot of pelvic floor women's health postpartum pre um pre-pregnancy and so those patients also experience a lot of chronic pain right Uh, and so my kind of treatment philosophy behind that is uh, because the postpartum period is for the rest of your life. It's so important that women are educated and that women know what's going on in their bodies. A thousand um, percent. Yeah. And so, yeah, just my my desire for teaching and education. Um, I teach here in Phoenix. I teach at one of the doctor physical therapy institutions as well. That's so so awesome. Oh, my God. What else (laughs) don't you do? This woman is, like, doing something all the freaking time. And then aside from that, you know, I have her on Instagram and the girl is lifting like she's power lifting like ah. she is. Girl, your cape is sticking out right there. Girl. <laughs> um, I'm trying. You know what? And too, you know what? So I'm a manual therapist. So mm-hmm. I do need to be strong, right? We need a to be strong for our patients. Yes. I'm so physical and like using my body all the time. So yes, um, I, I teach my patients to move. I teach my patients to lift weights in a safe and effective manner and to do cardiovascular exercise just for their heart and their well-being. So, yeah. Real I've, real good stuff. You yeah. hit you hit on a lot of key points that I can relate as, hmm. you know, a health practitioner. But uh, I have a question for you yeah. because uh, most people aren't health practitioners. They're like, you know, the normal person just walking the street. So I want to kind of pick your brain. And um, I mean, obviously, I know the answer, but I want everyone else to know the answer. Hmm. What happens to your body hmm. when you're in chronic pain? Hmm. That's a good question. So there's a lot of things that happen to your body when you're in chronic pain. Um, one of the main things that happens to your body when you're in chronic pain is you have a decrease in motivation. 
like just mm. a decrease in like drive to want wow. to be able to mm-hmm. do things on a day-to-day basis and so one of the first conversations that I have with my patients are hey are we sleeping because sleeping is crucial to your body healing ding 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 and yep. Yep. Uh, a lot of people struggle with sleep there's a lot of uh, sleeping pills that are given out nowadays and there's nothing wrong with that but are there other things that we can do to help us sleep did you know that there's actually more research coming out that's stating the more vitamin d and sunlight exposure you have on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis that's going to put you in a deep sleep we're really? so busy i love and that. vitamin d helps to protect our immune system and so yep. we don't get sick as much but everyone we're, we're stuck inside we're working we're go 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 in our society and so as a result of that um we just don't have the drive. We don't have a lot of motivation. And so that, mm-hmm. uh, it, it truly does lead to an increase in stress, increase in anxiety, and increase in even um, having uh, episodes where we are depressed. And right. So right. Uh, that wow. leads to, wow. Yeah, wow. that leads That's to chronic pain. Huge. Mm-hmm. Our huge. eating, our nutrition yes. is a very big contributor okay. to chronic pain. And so okay. making sure that, hey, are we eating a lot of protein? Mm-hmm. Are we having carbohydrates? There's nothing wrong with carbohydrates. Oh, I love but carbs. I know, but. With that, however, are they, I know. However, there's nothing wrong with carbs. Well, great. I however, was all riding a high. <laughs> what the question is? What carbs are we eating? Okay. Right? They're simple and there's complex. If I go and eat a donut, that's a simple sugar that's going to be broken down a lot differently versus eating oatmeal or sweet potatoes or brown rice. Things that fuel me versus donuts candy that's right. actually going to take Sugar. energy from mm, me okay right and make me tired and it's going to make me sleepy so well put and so well put. i'm not going to perform well in my job so those things truly do contribute our eating our sleep what we're drinking those are three huge things that contribute to chronic pain Okay. And um, and that's what we start talking about. We don't talk about talk, start talking about hey this medication and that medication, but like the body truly has the ability and the capacity to be able to heal itself. And as a result wow. of that, mm-hmm. what things are in my control? What exactly. things are in my control? Not in my medication's control. And there's a time and a place for medication, and I'm exactly. and I'm all for medication. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, there's also things that we can step into, different habits that we can do to prepare ourselves well before we go to bed. Right. So in that way, we're starting to get restless. We are in control. We're in control. (laughs) As she eats a very healthy-looking salad. I I love that. (laughs) Wow, you you said so many good things. My my brain right now is, like, blown. Because, so, okay, so you mean to tell me... If the average person is exposed to sun more often, they're either taking a walk, going on a hike, um, however, um, if they are eating healthier and if they are sleeping better, chances are that person is going to be healthier. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, they are. And... You're setting yourself up and your body up to be more sustainable, to create really great habits, because mm-hmm. the overall goal, right, is longevity. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. that we can be the best that we can be for our friends, for our family members to thrive within the workplace. And so 
whatever we're doing that's in our control, we are in control of the food that we put in our mouth. We're we're in control of what we drink. And we're in control of our bedtime. So one thing that I noticed with today's society is they don't talk too much about, you know, eating healthy. Because just driving down the freeway, you see signs of like a burger and, and, you know, this and that. And then if you walk in a store, you know, the chips are on sale and the candy is on sale. So how can we, you know, prepare mentally to live a more healthy lifestyle like drinking alcohol consumption all that stuff is constantly you know fed to us with music and we turn the tv on and there's news and and commercials so how can we you know shield ourselves from that type of lifestyle i think the question to like really ask is if if currently if in my current situation right now if i feel depleted of energy if i mm. feel like my body is hanging on oh, to unnecessary right. weight if i'm not sleeping well if i'm not thriving within the workplace if i'm catching you know more than one cold a year or get, you know getting mm-hmm. sick often is yeah. my body as optimal as it can be like is it so that's the question that we have to start and ask mm-hmm. ourselves um if the honest answer is no then what things, you know, are are we in control with? And so we have to realize that we're constantly being fed every day. Mm-hmm. They, re- like, our society is trying to feed us with, like, hey, these chips are one ninety nine, and you got Oreos over here that are, yes, like, two fifty nine instead of $2.99. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. These are lifestyle changes well said, well said. that need to happen, right? And so... No one's saying you need to be going all keto and no carbs and, like, I didn't say that. (laughs) However, um, what, how can we live and how can we eat and how can we drink in moderation? So if we want to have a beer at night, right, and a beer is, let's say, for instance, um, I don't know how many carbs are in a beer. I'm just going to say there's 40 40 carbs, 40 grams of carbohydrates in one beer, Okay. Okay, so then if there's 40 grams of carbohydrates in one beer, then that means that I'm either going to have the beer or I'm going to eat my five cookies. I'm not, I can't have both, right? Or I could have both, but then, (laughs) you know, I'm still kind of like, it's 2023, okay, next year's 2024, I might not be hitting my goals as far as, right? So Mm -hmm. we have to learn that, like, I can't have all of it. Right? right, I can't have all of it just because it's available to me doesn't necessarily mean doesn't necessarily doesn't mean it needs to go in my grocery basket. Right, right. right. So higher protein with carbohydrates and then also with fat. That's what creates a sustainable lifestyle. So that way we also do not have cravings for sugar. Yeah, a lot of sugar cravings are not yeah, going to yeah. tell you this, but a lot of sugar cravings are because we're deficient in something nutritionally. So it really is looking at, hey, what's our protein intake? What is our carbohydrate intake? Why are we so sluggish exactly. you know, during the day? Yeah. And can we can we kind of adjust some things and bump up protein and do less 
bread and less mm-hmm. sugar and see how we feel. And that actually starts to change our cravings. Right. And so and I've been doing that. I have tons of patients who have been doing that for years. And so it's just so fun to see their lives Aww. change yes. drastically. That's awesome. When you just kind of start to play around a little yes. bit with your food. And I still eat cookies and I still eat, yeah. you know, whatever. In moderation. And everything is in moderation. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So, but... I work for it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work, you work for what you want to eat. If you want a beer, great. Go out on the hike. Yep. I love it. I love it. So talk to me also um, a little bit about what the um, over-consumption cons- and um, eating sugar, dep- deprivation of sleep, that has to do something to your mental state, right? Hmm. So talk to me a little about that. What happens to your brain Hmm. when you're not getting enough sleep, you're not getting enough vitamin D, you're intaking too much of the bad carbs, and you're overindulging? What happens to your brain? Hmm. Good question. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Um, What happens to our body and our brain, our body is actually set up to continue to work and to continue to actually go into overdrive. And so Mm. when it's been depleted for such a long period of time, our brain and also our organs, our body is going to fuel and it's going to pull from our organs. Our organs are going to be a lot more stressed out. They're going to have to work harder, which is why we feel so drained. Like that's why you hear the term of some people like, oh, you have adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Okay. Your adrenals are working. Your adrenal glands, it's an organ, those are working in overtime. And those are being stressed out because we are so not because we are not sleeping and we are not eating well. So um I- I'm sure most of us have heard the saying, You are what you eat. I heard it once or twice once before. Or, oh, okay. Once or twice. Oh, okay, just once. <laughs> so you like it and it's true like if we sugar weighs us down right and not all sugar is bad however if we eat sugar we should expect a slower response of our body mm-hmm. okay sugar is just naturally it just slows your body down whether it's in what you're drinking whether it's in what you're eating now, if you decrease your sugar intake and substitute it with more protein, protein actually builds and fuels your muscles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And all of us like muscles. Mm-hmm. So because when when we have fuel to our muscles, that actually gives us energy. And so what happens is the brain, when the Ding. brain gets fuel <laughs> and the brain gets these proteins, the brain realizes like, <clears throat> oh, like... These, this is what I can work with. Like, this is, like, really good. And so that actually gives me more energy to be able to perform throughout our day. And so we're more productive wow. when we have a balanced diet mm-hmm. versus when we just, oh, I woke up and I had my cereal and then I had an, <laughs> a banana and then for lunch I had a sandwich and chips. And yeah, for yeah, yeah. Dinner, you know, whatever. I had a burger. Like, that's carb, 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 carb. Right? And so tons of carbohydrates, not a lot of protein, that's not a lot of fuel to the brain. And it right. also depends on what you're doing as far as performance. Right? Yeah. If you're not working out a lot, you don't need a you still need protein, you don't need a ton of protein Lifestyle. compared to a you know, compared to a weightlifter. Exactly. Or, you know, whatever. But still, if you want to perform optimally and do it. Like 
Test yourself. Do a test. Heck I yeah. did that test. I did that and test I think, 15 years ago. Right. I think what works for somebody yeah. is gonna be it's gonna be different because everyone has different lifestyles. Someone might sit at a desk exactly. for eight to ten hours exactly. a day. Other people like myself, I massage dang near all day, you know, so I, I'm always eating. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm so hungry every two hours. I'm like Mm -hmm. a diesel engine. Mm -hmm. Like I have to keep eating. So it's imperative what, what I eat. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Another question uh, popped into my head as far as protein, Mm -hmm. what is the best form of protein to intake? Cause there's so much out there. Mm. Um, I've tried different things just like what you said mm-hmm. i've tried the, the whey protein mm-hmm. you know i've tried protein shakes mm-hmm. and i've also tried just like you know lean grass-fed chicken breast you know so what is what she's laughing <laughs> what's what's the best and oh. i've and i've felt different type of energy you know from, from the different sources so so tell me that because i'm pr- i'm pretty sure there's all people like asking what's great. the best form of protein so great question and mm-hmm. um uh, what i'm about to say is my opinion because there's so many different course, opinions but your opinion is a little bit you know <laughs> i <laughs> meaningful I, I so before i was a physical therapist um my background is in exercise physiology and nutrition oh okay so that's before oh, that's i became a physical awesome. therapist okay so um uh and i might get some slack from this but that's okay that's okay (laughs) it's your opinion that's what she says my opinion it's my opinion this this is based off of the research so uh and i will also preface this and i will just let the audience know that i am a weightlifter so here's so here's what's going on um i always go back to what did our ancestors eat oh yeah they did not have cars they did not have whatever buses planes right? right they were walking they were doing everything and they were still thriving and doing everything they needed to do on a day-to-day life wow they had nuts and mm. then they had mm-hmm. like fish and mm. then they had red meat they had game right so okay okay so when i look at that as it relates to me and how i educate my patients i educate everyone around me to have the most natural forms of protein that oh. are available ding, eggs, ding, 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 ding. chicken whatever you know whatever those yeah, types yeah. of things now eggs are expensive right now so i know we'll, girl. we'll, we'll take that girl, out of the equation oh you gotta be at costco as soon as they open i need to go to costco because otherwise if you go there on a saturday gone oh however oh. but our society because they're trying to market and because they're trying to push <clears throat> whey protein and protein yeah. powders and energy bars and whatever all those things are good we need to look at those as substitutes right and not always things that we need to be eating on a day-to-day basis there's nothing wrong with those products however if you're looking for the whey protein or the isolate uh, to be able to be your primary like one of your primary sources or one of your meals for protein like if i'm just saying like if you're trying to lift weights that kind of thing right you are actually going to see more results if you eat chicken beef whatever versus pumping two protein drinks a day or or whatever or like two protein bars a day you always like what 
what can you and it's like what can you chew what's better for your digestive system it's always better for Ooh, us to I chew love our food that. we've gotten so used to just drinking yes things i love because we're that. in such a rush in we our are, society no we have to learn to go, develop go, go. our jaws and we have to learn to chew when we have strong jaws we actually have decreased breathing problems decrease insomnia what it opens up our nasal passages. there's so much girl don't even get oh, me started girl, i'm work. gonna invite you back like for sure because i feel like i could pick your brain for like hours and yeah. hours and hours yeah 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 that yeah. is i work with some phenomenal. dentists and there's so much research right now on airway breathing yeah people are on cpap machines and you know yes. as we get older and we don't sometimes some of the stuff is preventable if we know when we're younger how exactly like how we can start to change some things. So, anyway, that's, oh, that's a different story. Man, oh my god, my mind is like blown. I love like that. yeah, the yeah. everything that you know we talked about yeah. on today's episode. Wow, very, very, very informative. I knew it. I knew it. I knew <laughs> we have, have such good information. Oh man, but did you want to kind of take away from uh, today? Did last final kind of like takeaways from uh, today's episode good question um well (laughs) i think that i yeah i mean i think that if you know you can you can definitely find me on social media find me online if you have any questions about nutrition or like oh what you said was like so stupid i don't agree like no no you know what's you know stop sipping on that haterade you know ah. <laughs> <laughs> but like oh, a whole God. recap of today so you're telling me from what i learned hmm. talking to you is if you consume in moderation mm-hmm. so you can have a cookie you can have a beer yeah, but you can you can hike and and burn all that off. Mm-hmm. Eat healthy, get some good sleep, and just inform yourself. Like she said, you can follow her on social media. I'll go ahead and uh put her social media and link it to the uh, podcast. That way we can have access to her. So wow, wow, I'm just blown away. And uh, wow, yeah, like I'm speechless right now because I know all this information is like they don't tell you this if you go to your doctor or your physician. Yeah, you know, like they're they're mm. just so quick to oh here's a pill for this yep. and here's here's a pill for that. We don't have time. Exactly. No one has time anymore to spend time with patients, and so yeah. it's just easier and, to yeah. prescribe a pill. And so yeah, what I tell my patients is you know I work pretty closely with. Um, some really good physicians and naturopaths here in the valley and we always work hard to try and decrease the amount of medications right that's a sign of yep, a good yep, doctor yep yep you not need to someone... share that naturopath with me too because yep. i'm looking to refer okay. naturopaths cool. as well yeah okay. not someone who can increase your meds and your dosages but someone who can decrease that's a good thousand one. percent thousand percent well i have a feeling i'm going to invite you back <laughs> oh you know, i have a feeling <laughs> invite you back you know what i mean but that wraps up our show thank you so much dr michelle i appreciate your time and i know your time is precious but thank you so much for taking the time it was fun i had a lot of fun fun. yeah i loved it (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening have a good day Bye. bye